Hello, and welcome to Frock Flicks, the historical costume, movie, and TV podcast. And I'm your host, Tristan L. Bass, here with our original Broadway recording cast of... Sarah Lorraine. Kendra Van Cleve. And today's movie is a Halloween treat, or just a gothic horror thing, if you're listening to this at any other time than October. And the movie is Crimson Peak from 2015. And before we launch into our review of the movie and the costumes, we'd like to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers because hopefully you're noticing or will notice soon the somewhat improved audio quality because we finally can afford microphones for all. Yay! Yay! So thank you. So we want to say thank you to our Patreons, uh, patrons from Patreon, and I'm going to read through all the names, and I hope I pronounced them correctly. So we have Allison, Travlin, Isabella, Susan, Elizabeth, Perry, Kristen, and Thuy. Thuy? Three? Anyways, I knew I was going to butcher that one. Uh, (laughs) T-H-O-U-E-R-I-S. Oh. Yes, I know. It's complicated. Thuy? Thuy. Well, merci, if you're French. Thank you. (laughs) And and thank you, Oodles, because your support really helps us. Um, It's offset our our web web hosting costs and has made sure that we could buy these microphones um, so that we can both record better when we're all three in, in the same room and when we are recording remotely. So we're going to test that out as well, uh, hopefully on our next podcast. And um, if you're not noticing improved audio, let us know too, because you know we're also testing, um, since this is our first try with the new equipment, we're testing the setup. And um, you know we're not super techie on this end. <laughs> so if there's any bobbles, um, you know, bear with us because we do have the equipment. We're still figuring out how to use it. But we really appreciate your support. Um, you can go to, uh, on our uh, website, frockflix.com. You can click the About um, section on the navigation bar and look for support. There's a number of ways to support us. Um, Patreon, PayPal, or just buy our swag, T-shirts and mugs. And that really helps us uh, because otherwise we don't really have ads. Uh, we just do this for fun uh, in our spare time. And every little bit helps. So, yay! Thank you all. Uh, Now, Crimson Peak. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. So. A metaphor for menstruation. Yes, it was a bit bloody. Um, This is, uh, you know, we don't normally do uh, horror uh, spooky movies because, you know, uh, usually they don't have really good costumes. We did Dracula. We did. We did. Because it had good costumes. Yeah. Um, and we've touched on a few on the uh, blog as well, here and there, where they have costumes of note. Um, this one, the director is Guillermo del Toro, and the costume designer is Kate Holly, ho- ho- Holly, 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 yeah, um, who does not really have a resume, a uh, very thick, very long <laughs> resume <laughs> that did not intend to sound dirty, and there we are. Already fulfilling our mantra. Um, She really hadn't done any um, historical uh, works uh, before this. Um, She had done um, a number of kind of science fiction um, stuff, and and she had worked with Guillermo del Toro uh, as she was listed as assistant costume designer on the Hobbit films that he directed. So um, it's surprising because this one has just gorgeous 
historical costumes, 1880s, 1890s. Maybe turn of the century, of, where there was, there's debate. Yeah, so we were quibbling about what the actual date, date is. So let's start with that. Yeah. Uh, when do we think this is set? I would say late, I was thinking late 1890s, although Sarah was saying early 1900s. Yeah, because um, of the car. They have mm-hmm. a, uh, actually, some sort of vehicle. Well, so when right. was the first car? It's a very good question, but I don't think it predates 1890. Yeah. For, well, eight, or 1900s, by, yeah. maybe by very much. Um, I will look that up Especially right in Buffalo, New York. Right. Yeah. It's not exactly the big city. I mean, basically, most of the people looked like they were wearing... Well, it's interesting. I mean, first of all, they were clearly not going for a specific year. They were going for late, you know, Victorian, early Edwardian, and with big twists to make it work for the, the, you know, the themes of the movie. Um, The lead uh, character, Edith, was frequently wearing sort of mid... mid to sort of 1895 to 97, uh, in particular in her sleeves, and the... The, the width of the leg of mutton sleeves and how big the puffs were. Um, although the fact that they were kind of, that the puff is sort of higher up above the elbow to me makes it kind of post-1895, because before that it's sort of a little, the, the puff kind of comes down sort of past the elbow. It's more that more. mutton, leg of mutton The, the real leg of mutton. As opposed to just the high puff. Right, puff. Right. But then I will say the, the evening event where um, uh, Sir Thomas shows up and takes her to the ball or mm-hmm. party or whatever, and they waltz with the candle. There, everyone did seem to be wearing more sort of late, you know, 1898 to 1902. And then you have um, Sir Thomas's sister, Lucille, who is wearing um, natural form, which is uh, very late. She was kind of wearing like uh, 1879, where you still have the really long train, because by 1890, Correction, I meant to say 1880. Uh, trains, I mean, you see them occasionally, but not so much. And she was, you know, the really, the, the no puff in the sleeves and the skirt, or the dress fitted all the way down over the hip and then the really long train. Um, and I think that they were trying to obviously do artistic things, although to me it's very questionable that she would be 10 plus years out of date. Well, they did make the point that um, Edith mentioned to her father that uh, Tom Hiddleston's character, whose name now I'm blanking I think it's on. Sir Thomas. Sir Thomas, I guess. That's that's original. Yeah. Um, Thomas what, Sharp. Thomas Sharp, yes, was um, out of date. Um, he, he had very fine clothes, but they were at least 10 years out of date. I still don't uh, think a lady would... In it for sort of going into society, yeah. like I think she would have at least had her dress, at least some dresses altered. I can, I, with the way that the plot went and the characters, I could see that working when they were at their country mansion in the middle of nowhere. When I'm worried about my mic just moved. Uh, with the way the plot worked, I could see her wearing dated clothing when they're out in the middle of nowhere at their country mansion where they don't see anybody. But I don't buy that she would go to New York in that kind of clothes. Right. It was definitely a, a an issue for the character. It was a, a very much uh, making a point about her being odd. So I'm just looking now at the IMDb page for the movie, and of course there's like this huge long list of anachronisms. So <laughs> the one thing that's going to settle our questions about like when this movie was supposed to be set in, it says the movie begins in the year 1901. Uh, because it's referenced in Carter Cushing's checkbook date when he writes a check. He writes oh. 1901. So, and an early reference to an auto car um, or an automobile 
picking up the guests. That's uh, also Carter uh, at Carter Cushing's home. It was a Ford Model T five-passenger touring car uh, uh, that pulls up to the house, but the earliest Model T doesn't appear until 1908. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at kind of like a widgy little like 1900, 1910. It's a chapter, not a page. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like, I guess officially it's supposed to start in 1901. But, but yeah. I think that's probably the kind of thing that fans are would quibble about mm -hmm. and not the filmmakers. Clearly True. the filmmakers are going for turn of the century. Sure. You know. Sure. So the overall look of the film, uh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's, it's highly produced. Like it's a, it's highly art directed. Uh, it's going, the entire thing is very dark, very, very gothic. Um, it's, it's, it's a horror film, obviously. Um, it's also Tristan's wet dream. You, yes, we were. Uh, the, yes, the, I, the most entertaining part about this was watching Kristen watch it. <laughs> idea of a rom com. Uh, we were so happy. We were uh, so many things like so many quotes like "I love all the purple shit" and essentially <laughs> "Note to self: Add spikes to the living room decor." You know, like you have never seen. Is she, there something dead in the bathtub? Hooray! I mean, she was literally on the edge of her seat. Literally, she was like. Winnie the Pooh and Winnie the Pooh is like, dude, 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 I'm going to get some honey and everything's really cool. And... Well, I do have to say the film was not scary. And I don't know, I didn't see this in the theater. And so maybe it's a little bit of uh, a buzzkill because you're not seeing it in the big screen in a darkened theater. But I felt like there were a lot of places where normally it, it doesn't matter if it should be, you know, big screen or small screen, you should still get like the thrill or the scare. And I just didn't. I mean, I didn't feel like it was Pan's Labyrinth level of like mm. fucking creepy. Also directed by... Um, right, Guillermo del Toro. That's his most famous film. But it's it, to me, I was like, well, it's beautiful. It's actually very visually beautiful. Um, but even the ghosts and the creepy things coming out of you know walls and stuff, I just didn't feel like I was you know freaked out about any of it. But we will say, the dog lived, right? Uh, which, holy shit. Because right. I spent the entire movie worrying about the puppy uh, as soon as it was introduced and we were all agreeing the dog's a goner totally uh, and the dog made it which is shocking mm -hmm. um, that was the most surprising thing to me mm -hmm. of the entire movie yeah I know that talk yeah. about a shocker yeah. <laughs> do not throw the ball into the dark corner down the dark hallway one of the things I have to say about the scariness factor I actually thought it would have been scarier if the main character Edith had responded appropriately. Yeah. Like, I felt like the design yeah. and the way that what they were doing, like, again, I still think of that scene in the hallway where, you know, this red bloody corpse is climbing out of the floor and just her level of, I mean, she was scared, but then we cut suddenly, it's like 10 a.m. the next day. She hasn't, like, run screaming out of the house or run screaming to her husband to say, holy shit, do you see, you know, do you know what I just saw? Like, there was clearly a time jump, and then she's like, oh, honey, I need to talk to you, and he's like, not now. Like, that's not, to me, appropriate response to red, bloody person climbing out of the floor. But she did have a history of this. Note the, the prequel part, as a child, uh, ever since her mother died as a child, she had had ghostly visitations. I mean, they, they I feel that there was a setup there that, in a way, you don't know if, is this just her or is it him or, you know, where she's going. I think that could have been set up a bit more with a bit more of that child part, um, you know, her background as seeing weird shit and oh my God, because then it could have been this more, um, you know, is it her or is she being, you know, like almost gaslit or, or what? 
Um, because I, I do feel that there's a little bit of that. It starts before he enters the picture. See, it I definitely does, but it's not strong enough. I feel like the, the story actually would have worked better if she hadn't had that, because, because we had already seen creepy, scary mom ghost, like, then it was just sort of like more of the same. And that's not to say that the house wasn't freaky and all of that, and we have lots of, I'm sure, things to talk about that. Um, like the fact that the basement basically looked like the sort of inside of a, you know, like flesh and blood or rib cage. Oh, um, I was going vagina. Yeah, yeah, vagina dentata, maybe. Definitely like the, it's the whole minstrel thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The house was literally seeping blood. But I just, since that started so early in a way, I don't know, like, or maybe if mom's ghost hadn't been so freaky scary, like if mom's ghost had been a little more just like wispy gray lady than, than the red critters i don't know yeah yeah i just i wasn't really like yeah i mean the special effects were beautiful and all the things were great but it was definitely not my not and i didn't i wasn't in love with anything in the film other than the costumes i mean let's let's just be honest the costumes were gorgeous and the yeah. sets and the, well, sets, the art yeah. direction I mean, the, whole the entire direction was fabulous all yeah. the visuals were really yeah. stunning mm-hmm. and we were all agreeing that we were idiots for not seeing it on the big screen we tried though remember that was that one day that yes. we all were like let's get together and go see this in the theater and we'll podcast it this was like exactly a year ago and then we yeah. ended up getting brunch and drinking a lot of cocktails and thinking <laughs> you know what fuck it we're not going to do it <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story yes yeah. it's a job hazard for yes us. Uh, so, you know, I do think that the story is okay. It's, it's not the most original and, you know, either scary or fascinating, uh, for a horror story. And I, and I admit, I've seen a lot of horror stories, old, older ones, new ones, etc. um, that, you know, either are more suspenseful or have some kind of intriguing twist or something, or are just literally, ah, creepy, fuck, what the hell, oh my god. Um, and this was none of those. Um, but both by virtue of it just looking stunningly gorgeous and just just beautifully made, just, just beautifully made. And, you know, the lead actors not being bad to look at either or you know, there was something engaging about them all yeah and, i think know, tom hiddleston is literally like the most hideous person i've ever laid eyes on jesus why <laughs> is he even in this film yeah, okay, this is I mean, sarah being completely like uh, no. yeah uh, <laughs> there's nothing about him that is every goth girl's dream boyfriend. not at all not oh my at god all. he's so hot in this movie <laughs> so, so hot in this between movie. all of those things um you know, it's certainly worth worth watching. It, I think it, I think do think you lose a little something watching it on the small screen. Um, it's still you can still get a taste of all of those great visuals, but I kind of think it would be worth seeing on the big screen. Um, that said, you still get a lot of it. So let's let's run down some of the costumes. Let's just start from the beginning um, and some of the main characters. Uh, we'll start with Edith right. since she's the main character, and she is the you know she's. She's the light in the midst of the darkness. Um, she's going to get subsumed. I noticed definitely you know, she gets greens, gold, this gold and yellow. Mm-hmm. She's standing out, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and she's blonde, so she definitely stands out. Um, any, any specific yeah. things you noticed about her specific costumes? I think uh, one of you guys made the reference um, early on that a lot of her costumes, especially her nightgowns, were really referencing the whole um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, kind of the white... Gown that like uh, the wedding dress, the, the wedding lizard, dress, lizard frill, Lucy, Lucy's Lucy wedding dress, yeah. Which is the big... I mean, and it's it's definitely very, very, very toned down, but it totally does actually have this like you know reminiscence to it. So, um, anyways, yeah, I, I would uh, I would say that I 
really, really like the, my favorite thing about one uh, her dress, actually, of all of her costumes. And I actually, every single one she wore, I was just like, okay, I want that dress. I totally want that dress. Um, I really, you know, I got to say, I like the shirt waist with the uh, the clasp hand belt, oh, you know, belt. Yeah. That was just so really great. cool. I'm like, where did the costume designer find that belt? Because Jesus, that's perfect. 3D printing. Oh, you well, you never totally know. make that. Well, yeah. 3D, print, 3D yeah, printing. Yeah, but was it original? Or was no, it yeah, very well. I mean, it looked know? like ivory. It's perfect. Yeah. But yeah. where that idea really come good. from? I mean, that's just well, that's so creepy Victorian. It is. Oh, yeah, it's Victorian. But, Victorian, but it's know. taking it to the nth degree. Oh, yeah. Completely. That's what's amazing. Completely. And again, for a designer who hasn't done a lot of Victorian, and I clearly, I mean, I want to know, did she just submerse herself into that world and just like she read a stack it. of books she really yeah, nailed it. Well, what was impressive to me and then getting back we'll get back to edith but overall was that i thought she did i was saying she's kind of the next colleen atwood because i mm -hmm. felt like she took the period and tweaked it in interesting ways that worked for the plot and and i mean we rant a lot about the sort of the tweaking and why are you bothering to tweak it this was very intentional tweaking mm -hmm. and it was stuff like where they weren't uh, like suddenly wearing, you know, ball gown necklaces or necklines for day or doing things that just don't make sense for the period. Like it's still stuck in the period, but there was very much, you know, color stories for different people other than, again, the sister being out of date. I thought it was interesting that Edith's wardrobe was very, I thought, warm and gold. And then as she, the story progressed, she just fades out. And the, the visual of the final fight scene between Edith and Lucille where Edith is practically gray other than the warm color where her hair is actually the warmest thing on screen and she's in the snow thought that was gorgeous um uh, i remember reading and now i can't remember specifically but that the costume designer was either trying to reference either a moth or a butterfly and obviously there were a lot of moths and butterflies shown but with edith's costume designs and i think you mm -hmm. definitely saw that um, all the sheer, um, mm -hmm. and what was really Beautiful. interesting was how many of her dresses looked like um, sheer Fortuny pleating mm -hmm. before, I think, yeah. Fortuny oh, yeah. was doing anything. It's, well, Fortuny, I think, was active probably in like the late, we're talking late 19th century, but he wasn't doing his pleated Delphos gowns until about 19-teens. Yeah, well, and they a were, little pre that. Yeah, and they weren't doing the Delphos no. gown, they were doing that and taking mm -hmm. it into a, a, you know, late 1890s, early 1900s mm -hmm. silhouette. But I thought it was really neat, too, because... That, that sort of era with the big puffy sleeves can get a little heavy. So doing it in the sheer silks that were really finely pleated, I thought gave some really interesting transparency and lightness to her character. Um, and she spends so much of the movie, once, once she gets into England, uh, in that nightgown. And it's such a beautifully done nightgown. It's, it, it's the trope of running around in the moors in, in, in a white nightgown. Mm -hmm. But she's, it's a trope for a reason. It is, <laughs> and it's and it's a well done one. And she's blonde because usually it's you know it's Kathy. She's dark haired and she's you know, but she's blonde and you get those that that contrast and it's just beautifully done. It's really elegant uh, and and it it's kind of even more creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, gets, the fact that they didn't like put her in pink or you know she wasn't the happy go lucky colors. Again, I think that sort of moth, you know, thing is is holds really true and I you know again I mean we were loving her because she's literary and you know she wore spectacles and <laughs> you know and all that kind of stuff it just I thought it was a very um uh, interesting and um uh inspired visual take on the character I feel like they could have made her go very Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. or ingenue or whatever and instead I feel like they really communicated a lot about her character but without making her just the sweet 
you know, Little Miss. Exactly, exactly. And the contrast, of course, is with um, Tom Hiddleston and his sisters, Thomas, Sir Thomas and Lucille, um, who are just balls to the wall, goth as goth can be. Goth as fuck. Oh, yes, super mega goth as fuck. I mean, he comes on the scene first off, tall, dark, pale, pale, corpsicle pale. (sighs) Yes, super. He's wearing, you know, satin waistcoat and, and just the long black coat. And he is just like, he's perfect. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful goth boy. Absolutely perfect. And then his sister, the first scene you see her in is she's wearing that red bustle gown with the enormous freaking train. With those pleats. With all those pleats. On the train. And, you know, they are just the craziest couple and they stand out. I mean, the point of them is to stand out. Absolutely, and they certainly do. And in some ways, I felt like the fact that Lucille was wearing red in this sea of light colors. I mean, I absolutely get what they were doing and almost felt a little too heavy to me in terms of contrast. Um, but I get what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I kind of questioned the high neck and long sleeves, but you would see that on like a dinner or reception dress. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. I don't know. I guess, again, I just think, you know, all the local people are all aflutter that this aristocracy is here visiting. Mm-hmm. And yet nobody thinks that it's weird that their but, clothes are massively out of date. I mean, really, we're talking 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like if somebody rolled up in like a pair of like, you know, bell bottoms and a leisure suit, you know, we, we'd probably be like... Huh? Yeah. It'd be like somebody looking like uh, wearing they're wearing John Travolta's outfit are you, are from, you from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then the black dress, though, that Lucille wears at the park. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like a black, was it? It's like a brocade it's or a velvet. velvet. It's velvet. Like a patterned velvet. And, and then with this, this, the, 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 the dark round spectacles. Oh, and um, I think Sir Thomas wears them he at does. some point, too. Yeah. Yeah, those are fabulous. And she's got this big red flower brooch if it's a real flower or whatever but it on just to set off the black it's, and then the white lace on the collar yeah. and cuffs and the black hat it's, it's amazing so great yeah um the one quibble we had is then that she wore that blue velvet dress at home all the time she it really was only her... had four costume changes yeah she, i mean unless Three. i missed one uh, no four, four because the final the dress or the outfit that oh she yeah wore the, was the, 90, the 90 yeah but yeah it was the it was the red dress you see once which is really freaking amazing yeah. and then when she's playing the piano and then the second one is this black dress that you guys right. are just talking about it like the picnic or whatever yeah. and then the third dress is the one she wears from 90 percent of the film which is this teal dress that's very similar to the red dress and cut yeah. and it's beautiful but yeah it's yeah. very and she wears that at home for the entire time <laughs> through which Edith has changed clothes a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, day here and there where she's doing stuff. I mean, obviously we're supposed to think that she's kind of like a specter herself. Yeah. You know, she's sort yeah. of like fixed in, in time and, and yeah. not all there. So, yeah. I, But also, like, I don't know. I mean, she's literally doing the cooking and yeah. stuff. And she's in this super elaborate, super trained blue dress. I mean, clearly she's not, you know, stressing about polishing the, you know, the staircases or whatever. Yeah. But still... Obviously, considering Obviously. like you know the giant hole in the roof yes. and everything, yeah. <laughs> which is constantly raining leaves when there are no trees anywhere to be seen. Yeah, so that's we, actually mentioned in the IMDb like 
Yeah. Weird shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> weird it's shit. a weird house. Yeah. But you know what? Definitely. It's bleeding. The walls are bleeding. So the floors, it. leaves, it leaves are it. falling. Whatever. You know. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. If my house could do that, I'd be thrilled. I know. Okay. You okay. Would could we just say Tristan's B and B review? Uh, <laughs> what is it? Adel. Adel. Allerdale Hall. Yeah, Allerdale Hall. Five stars. Totally would go back again. <laughs> Great service. Uh, hot and cold running ghosts, uh, you know, comfy beds, Oozing uh, poison tea, love it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Highly recommend. Great yeah. for honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, can There's I... There's Tristan's review. Can yeah. I leave my review? Yes. Not enough sex scenes. Yeah. yeah, so we were very, we were getting, first off, yeah. you know. They're it's building. Hiddleston, come on. Yeah, God, it, that, that, was, that was a nice view when he took the shirt off. Oh, that and he's got a great We got it. They did, get, they did do a yeah. little. And then he started to go downtown. Which is fun. Which was, yeah. but then he, but then he aborted. And which I object to. Which we thought, again, for her first time, yeah. were you really. A little ambitious. A little ambitious, especially as a sweet young Victorian yeah. miss. I mean, you've read a lot, but still. Yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it yeah. to her. And we thought the the spoiler alert for everything. The, uh, the incest sex, which was mostly just some some grabby stuff, but that actually was kind of hotter. That was hotter. Yeah, it was yeah. actually hotter, but it was very flowers well, in the be, attic. It was very flowers <laughs> yes. in the attic, but anything. So, I mean, it was literally in the attic. It was actually yeah. very much flower. Yeah, I mean, this was like the Victorian version of flowers in the attic yeah. with just murder and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Did, which actually wait, doesn't it have flowers in the attic? Have the original been? didn't have. The first one? I don't think There's no murder in Flowers in the Attic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This should be. It makes it better. It, yeah. yeah I approve of the murder yeah. in this. Yeah, but yeah. there is arsenic. There is incest locked yeah. in the attic. We have nobody else to bone. And you know when other. we were all like 12 years old and reading it? Like, oh, like, oh. Literally. That, I mean, how, like, did, how did how we did, get this? How did any <laughs> parents? Why did we all get this too? Clearly <laughs> none of these parents were aware of what we were actually reading. Yeah. Oh my God. Hocked up. Sure. And so, yeah, really and, erotic too. Yeah. Which is really it was like <laughs> My Sweet Audrina. Yeah. Yes. I read all of those. They were trying to find them. I remember having this moment of, these are terrible. Why am I reading this? <laughs> What's even worse? Total sidetrack, guys. But the the what was it, who is Lifetime or Hallmark Channel? Whoever's done oh, yeah. the adaptions. Oh, we watched. Oh my God, we've watched all of them. Oh, oh yeah. and the most recent ones. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, just terrible, terrible, but. but Highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. Get the popcorn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but where there was no not enough naked Tom Hiddleston in this for my personal preferences. But you know, I'm you know, I I have a stickler. So I decided I think I'm gonna start reading movies according to like how great their sex scenes are, and I'd probably give this one like, you know, two and a half stars out of four. Yeah. Maybe not even that. I probably got I was like gonna say it's like a one. You're right, okay, yeah. fine. Especially since I mean it's not a zero. No. No You get it you get a butt. It's like literally so fast though, and it's yeah. just Okay. If you get a male's like fade to creepy gate, you know, so yeah. fade to curtain. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. So I look for it on the on the blog upcoming. Sarah's reviews of movies by their sex. Scenes. Yeah, top yes. five sex scenes. We've never done that. I think we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. We've done top five sex scenes, yeah. but we'll but have we another one. More. Yeah, I mean, there's always, always more sex scenes out there. And there's always your top five because that was my dear top five. God. I've got some. right. All right, so there's Edith's costumes and Thomas's and Lucille's. She really had to have the five. Uh, there were some the one scene that actually had some extras was the dance scene mm-hmm. which oh, first good, off yeah. let's insert our first rant 
The waltz. The yes. waltz. Yes. Yes. This is not the Brits planning. Yeah, the Brits planning. Yeah, we decided yes. this was Brits planning because, of course, in the movie, uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston's character has to like explain to all the stupid Americans who can't fucking figure out how to waltz when it's 1901. You know, and they've been waltzing literally for about a hundred years now. Yeah, the so, waltz came in in the Regency era yeah. in like the 1800s, 1810s. Yeah, and you know, America was not that far behind. Yeah. This is Buffalo. It's not Zimbabwe. Yes. Just yeah. And say. even in Zimbabwe, they probably had encountered the waltz before this. Yeah, it was yeah. still part of the yeah. uh, the Commonwealth at that point. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yes. Not Papua New Guinea then. Okay, Sorry. Yes. Trying to yes. find a place somewhere in 1901 where they wouldn't have known waltzing, but wherever that was, it wasn't Buffalo, yeah. New so York. The costumes, yeah. though, in that scene, all the uh, you just get to see like kind of very briefly, sort of as a tableau situation with all the other people that are assembled in this room when Tom Hiddleston is explaining how to waltz. <laughs> With a candle, like what is with the candle? <laughs> I think the goal was maybe not to have the candle go out. Like, whatever. I know it was. You dumb. know, that guy was cheesy. Anyways, <laughs> but the the evil bitchy mother of the other guy who's vying for the attention of Edith, um, she like her dress. We were looking at that dress and we're like, God, you know, it's a little weird. It's got some weird funkiness going on. It was a weird on. drape. It's a weird drape. But it was on gorgeous. It, but it, it rang a bell and you nailed it, Kendra. You said it was a very sergeanty. And I'm I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at some photo. You know, some some. Uh, portraits by Sargent because I swear I've seen something very similar to that. That would be John Singer Sargent. Yes. Uh, Yes, John Singer Sargent. Yes, I would not be surprised at all. Um, And I, again, I thought they did a really good job in that. And I also loved when, when in the very first scene when Edith meets all the bitchy moms. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, again, just beautiful colors. They're very autumnal. At the ball, what I really liked was that they had a range of colors and yet, again, all managed to be this really light, um, uh, color palette because at first I was like oh everyone's in cream and then I realized no actually that one's in uh, you know orangey peach and that one's in another so there was a definite you know it wasn't just everybody's in white or whatever um, I thought that was really yeah, again, well done excellent art direction oh Jesus really, really yeah. yeah it was Beautiful. pretty good oh and then off topic can we talk about the just the again we sort of touched on this but the design of the house uh, like Hogwarts like so there was first there was first her house in New York which was just a stunning, classic, you know, 1880s, probably, um, you know, old school, tons of wood, tons of, um, it had, it, it had arts and crafts, wallpaper, mm-hmm. it was just, just gorgeous, gimme. And then Adder, Adderall Hall, whatever. Adderall <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Allerdale. I like Adderall. I like Adderall. The ghosts yeah. all are a little, you know, yeah. off the rocker. I, I like it, yeah. Um, and and that house too, it, it it actually you know in some ways I think it was it was because it felt a bit more modern for that period. It was right. actually more of the eighteen eighties as opposed to like if this family had been around longer, it should have been older. Yeah, because it had that whole the re- the uh, Renaissance revival, yeah. medieval revival arts and crafts thing where yeah. the, the overly designed faux have... medieval with all the carvings and yes. the colors and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I'm not complaining. No. I love that style. Love it to pieces, especially when you make it goth. Woo! I, as they said, I was dying. I was just like, I want that. I want that. Ooh, yes. And and with some bleeding and some oozing, oozing and some, what are those flying around? Is it butter? Is bat? Oh, it's not bats. It's butterflies, darn. But, you know, still no, good. Moths, okay. See, again, I always just have a really back to plot. I always have a really hard time with, oh, I've shown up at this house. I've married this dreamy guy and his creepy sister. Oh, and you've taken me to this house where there is essentially blood oozing from the walls. I don't care. Tell me it's settling into the ground. Fuck you. There's blood and gore oozing from the walls. Dead critters everywhere. A giant hole in the roof. Yeah, like, I, Kendra, 
I know you, you'd be distracted by the puppy too. I would be. I would be, but I'd take the puppy and I'd say, I love you, honey. I'm going to go rent a London townhouse. Please come to town as frequently as you can and shag me. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thought, Tristan, I would love to hear your thoughts on the funeral scenes. Both of the funeral scenes. So we start off at the very beginning um, with her mother dying, uh, Edith's mother dying. Um, Excellent funeral. She is a little girl. Um, she's in a little black bonnet with white. Great inside. hair. A great hat. Beautiful. Really beautiful good floral hat. bonnet. Children should wear bonnets. Nobody else. Well, it, was, it was kind of more of a hat. It wasn't a bonnet. It was a uh, big hat. I think it was, eh, it was probably it's technically. It's like the unfortunate baby. It was not yes. technically a bonnet. It was technically When a little girl hat. wears it, it's you, a bonnet. You shut up. Um, and they're the only ones who should wear bonnets. Fine. It's a rule. I'll give you that. So it was a beautiful, very Victorian funeral. And then later, when her father dies, it's raining because that's As the best oh, absolutely. time for a funeral. Yeah. The giant of sea of black umbrellas. Yes. And then, of course, um, she has, you know, Hiddleston holding her and hugging oh, her for support, so which hard. is what you also want at a funeral. Definitely. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston um, at a funeral is definitely my uh, Again, my panacea. Yeah. everybody's draped in black. The giant umbrellas. The rain is the pouring. Sort of weeping angel-esque. Um, <sighs> Tomb monument. Yes, whatever. where there's a family yeah. tomb. There. Tristan was saying she wanted to go ahead and die now, just so that she could see have that funeral, and and we were agreeing we would make it so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we totally would. Yeah. Lots of crepe. Yeah, and yes. I promised her that I put I love all the purple shit on her tombstone because. Yes. Much, you know. <laughs> so that was actually um, I'm I'm thinking it was um, either this half morning because when she arrives at the mm. hall, um, she's wearing this uh, kind of traveling cape uh, with capelet, and it has all these little. Uh, velvet flowers that are in shit tones of purple. Uh, they're on the capelet and on her um, hat or bonnet. And um, yet, yet later, when she goes out to the mail stop where they the depot the depot where they do the deed because uh, we know we all know what happens at the depot. That's yeah, right. exactly. Why did Why did uh, Lucille get so pissed off when they went to the depot? Because she knows it's what the that... depot in air quotes. Hey, yeah. hey, let's go to the depot. Guys. Exactly. That's the new Netflix and chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But when she goes there, she doesn't have all the flowers and the purple shit on that outfit. So I guess it was removable, and you only wear that for mourning, and she only mourned for three or four days or however long she was there. We don't know how long she was there. There is no clear demarcation of time. Mm -hmm. um, it's just always snowing and maybe snowing slightly harder at certain times, and mm -hmm. it's always dark and miserable, so you can't really tell how many days have passed. Right. But enough time has passed for her to say, yeah, fuck it, my dad's dead. Right. Yeah. Whatever. I got Tom Hiddleston. His Truth. character just really annoyed me, though. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I hate the was... whole the whole dopey like. And I I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can totally articulate it. But no, I can. I think I can articulate please. why he bugged me because it was the <sighs> clearly. He had somewhat control over a situation, and he chose not to exercise any of it. Yes, and then, he took no personal agency. Oh, yeah. no, I have to kill you, because if I don't, my sister will. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Fuck you. Yeah. And oh, he, and I love you, but I just stabbed this guy who's come to save you, and yeah, I and know. I can't possibly tell my sister no, right. or lock her in a broom closet or something. Exactly. Well, and, and apparently that started from the very beginning when his sister killed their mother. He yeah, was like, "Oh, but I gotta, I gotta call, I gotta cover up for her and make this man song. Only get some therapy. All these bitches, and they have to like, keep, you know, keep, keep cleaning their shit up. It's just, yeah. Just get some therapy and sort through your issues and take some ownership of your life. No, 
Not yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like it's interesting guy. now that you mention it that he's very much like the weak woman character, but yeah. he's, he's like the male version of it, which is like I'm helpless to fi- you know fix what, my situation. What can I do? Or in, in the more I have to kill people. Yeah. It's beyond. I mean, she gives me hand jobs. Right. It's beyond my control. Yes. Oh please. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. See, the sexiest thing in the world is when a man or woman, you know, is like, no, it's not beyond my control. You have no power over me. You know. Yes. Yeah. It, it was quoting Labyrinth while. I was watching the movie, but anyways, yeah. So like, be Sarah and Labyrinth, and you know, just stand up to Jareth and be like, no, yes. I'm not taking your shit anymore. I don't care if you're wearing tight pants where I can see all your junk. Yeah, and I'm no. only really 14, and yes. it's kind of all very awkward. Confusing, anyways. And Sir Didymus is no. cute. Tristan's looking at me like this is all very fascinating, but what the fuck does this have to do with? I have another costumey thing to talk about, and that's the hair. Yes. I thought the hair oh, was yes. nicely done on both of the great. lead ladies yes. um, and the extras, too. Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, in some ways, I liked the fact that each of them was wearing hair appropriate to the dress era they were wearing. Although, again, hair is one of the easiest things to update. So why Lucille would be wearing a hairstyle that's 20 years out of date, I again question. Well, I would, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm a completist, so I would have the hair to match the outfit. Because I think it would look weird to have just the hair updated and the dress not updated. I still just think you wouldn't judge it a little bit with some safety Mm. pins or... Yeah. I don't know. I, I question a lot of things about how this house actually operates. Oozing <laughs> blood and, and leaves withstanding. Who gets rid of the leaves? Who, you know. Oh, I, mean, I was questioning the geography of the house because it, it did kind of go up. It's like you would, they would get in the elevators and, and it would like go, how many floors is I'm it really? really so yeah. really upset. There was a lot of like Chekhov's guns moments in here that did Chekhov's not. Guns? Chekhov's guns? You know, okay, so it's like Chekhov's rifle. I don't know, whatever it is. It's, that, it's the axiom where it's like if you introduce a gun in Act 1, it has to be used by Act Three or whatever it is. Anyway, so it's whenever you make a significant plot okay. point about something, sure. and then it never gets used again. Sure, or like, never gets like where's the dog? Again. Right, like or, what happened to the dog? Or yeah, what happened to the dog is a good one. Or or just like in the sense that there were all of these different times where we they had the uh, the the clay machine that I was like they show oh, yeah. Thomas reaching in and getting his hand you know kind of like cut up because he reached right in and his hair almost got like you know ground up into the gears and I'm like this somebody's gonna totally get pushed into that and get like ground up and nope didn't happen. Wow. There was the uh, the elevator were like, oh yeah, someone's gonna totally get crushed by the yeah. elevator or and fall down the shaft. Never happened. Yeah. What was the other or one? Or the uh, the big pools of yeah, the, oozy, yeah. Oozy stuff. Oozy clay. Nobody got pushed blood into that. Where where they had, I'm guessing yeah. there was these were just the old bodies of the previous mm-hmm. wives that he married off um, and killed off, and they just kept them there in the oozy pools. But nobody got but pushed into one. Nobody got pushed into or one, one. Or yeah. nothing or rose just, up out of it and grabbed somebody. I mean, something rose up out of it. You just keep it, them in the oozy pool. I mean, what? that seems a very inefficient mm-hmm. way to keep your old bodies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, it, it was not the most inefficient. But then, look at look at it this way. These people are crazy. Yes. Um, this house is haunted. It's not like you're going to do the most efficient and thoughtful, careful kind of things. I mean, you're just going to kill people and pull, put them in oozy pools of stuff. And you're going to have this crazy machine with, that, that needs to dig up this weird red clay. What, what's wrong with shovels? There's going to be some things that don't make sense because why not? It's a, it's a horror film. They don't have to make total and complete sense. No, of course yeah. not. And you have to have suspension of disbelief. Right. I just, again, I would have taken one look at that basement and my bags would have been packed. <laughs> nope. Sure. That yeah. would have been one big nope. Yeah. Actually, the giant 
hole in the ceiling when I walked in probably would have been a giant note. Oh, it's a fixer-upper. Actually, no, yeah, that I could deal with. I'm like, that's a lot of work, though. You no, guys... you get so you hire someone to put a tarp over she, it. She comes, she had she she was bringing a lot of money with her. So that was the whole point, to fix up the house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, for me, really, I think the thing that broke me was when the, the ghost climbed out of the floor and chased her, and then again, she's just like... Oh, it's the next day and honey I really need to talk to you and not now I'm busy like that's when you say honey no I really need to talk to you like <laughs> you know yeah short of movie yeah uh, but again I yeah. mean I thought the visuals were so gorgeous that I really honestly I would say this is not one to miss at all period because the visuals are so good and and the you know the the, the bits of plot thinness are not so thin that it's terrible it's yeah. an easy one to sew too there's you're not going to miss anything unless you just want to watch it and no you case. want the visuals yeah, yeah. Actually. Well, I, mean, I, th- I feel like the same thing with like Marie Antoinette where it's just like yeah, it's just one big long beautiful like dream of a reverie or whatever and and I can pick it up and put it down at any point and it's just is on the background I feel kind of this is the same sort of thing visually where you've seen it maybe once or twice or a thousand times it's whatever you Kind of. But mm-hmm. but I would recommend watching it through at least once just to so you catch some of the the visuals. Again, if you like dark visuals, obviously. I mean, if you you know if you don't like blood, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's but not a, there's not a lot of actual blood. It's just a lot of things that evoke evoke blood, blood actually. And yes. it's and for that matter, it's not that gory. No, which and is it's also not that violent. Disappointing. It's, oh, I'm happy with that. I do not like gore. It's much. It's more of a metaphor. Uh, and it's more of, it, it's more about ghosts, really. It's just ghosts. And well, I, I actually heard somebody. And crazy sisters. Yeah. I yeah. heard somebody reference it. It was a, a review somebody had written. I don't know who, but it was great. It was girl meets house, house tries to kill girl. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's typical. That's your, that's your gothic horror story right there. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very... And watch out for the crazy sisters. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because her husband's totally shagging her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has just no power. No. No. So there we go. But beautiful costumes. So yay! yay. Yeah. And if I could figure out a way to get them, have them, I would. Yes. It's called making them. Ugh, smacks of effort. Ugh. You guys are lazy. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. So I, I think we've um, covered that one as pretty darn well as we could. And I hope you uh, check it out if you like that sort of thing. Um, again, thank you to our Patreon supporters and everyone who's donated in all the different ways. Um, any other closing thoughts? No. no. Good. Let us know on the blog what you want us to podcast next. Definitely. Right. Or actually, you know, pay us off to watch something. That'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're thinking about taking bribes. Yeah, yeah. We, are, we are eminently bribable. Yes. Mm, totally. Uh, so contact us on frothflix.com or on Facebook or on Twitter. And uh, catch you later. Bill and Ted. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>